dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Welcome back. It's 2016, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first show of the year, 2016. The carve-up is in full effect. And let me tell you, boys and girls, moms and dads, aunties and uncles, we got thrills, spills, and chills galore this season. Welcome back, boys. Happy New Year, Shooter and Silky. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Shmoo. Happy New Year, Shooter. Yes. Welcome back, boys. It's uh, 2016. Looks like it's going to be a big one. So much to talk about, uh, gentlemen. Obviously, we're not going to get through it on this show uh, altogether, but we will be broadcasting, of course, many shows throughout this 2016 season, guys. And you know what? Um, Off-season, boys. What would you guys get up to in the off-season? Highlights, uh, lowlights, what's happening, Shooter? I had a few highlights on New Year's Eve, and uh, I mightn't share them ones with you, but look, (laughs) in the surfing sense, look, if Jaws wasn't already up in lights, uh, after the big wave event, I mean, it's just gone from strength to strength. There's been so much good footage, footage of Jaws over the last month. Um, Brad Donkey uh, paddling into a massive wave of Jaws on a skimboard. First time that's ever been done. Crazy. Uh, there was some unbelievable footage of Bethany Hamilton just on a massive wave. I mean, what she's done, she's the most inspirational woman in surfing at the moment, I reckon, you know, just and then to to top things off, I mean, I've had some slaps in the face before. I've been slapped down by some waves. I've been slapped down by some women. Uh, but that's <laughs> but that slap down that that kite surfer got at Jaws that just topped it all off when he just got catapulted <laughs> into a thirty foot lip. What, what what was what was he thinking? Was it, was well, that uh, a, was that a, a kite surfer f- like flick off? Do you see him like shake shake himself out of the? Was he trying to get his that, straps and like just fly? To, Flying to the next atmosphere. Was he out of control or was he actually trying to get over that? I, that I actually way? think he was. I think he really hit the eject tr- button. He, he hit the eject button, but just a little bit too late, if you like. <laughs> and oh, he mate. got the biggest slap down I've ever seen. Has anybody uh, heard of what the uh, repercussions of that was? Does anyone know who he was or whatever happened to him? I don't know. I think Has he surfaced? Looking- <laughs> 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 I think he's still looking for his left cheek. Yeah. Talking about has uh, anybody surfaced, I mean, there was another one. It wasn't at Jaws, but it was at Mavericks, and that was the one of Garrett McNamara. I mean, Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that- Wipe out of the century. Yeah, definitely. Well said. Well, wipe wipe out, said, out of the century. The- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he um he suffered a few injuries there. I think it was ribs and shoulder. Yeah, broke his broke his collarbone, I believe. Yeah, but... well that wave was like a hundred foot <laughs> wide, tall, and thick. What do you expect, Garrett? Just just on that point, now when you watch the footage and you see him belly skid and bounce on a on what was the thirty to forty foot wave, I dare say, like in in actual terms, he probably bounced the best part of fifteen to twenty meters and then bounced again. And then, and then the lip well, is so was, so was it, was it, it was sort of funny. Was it sort of funny? I pissed myself. Well, <laughs> just, pissed myself why, why do we do that? Why do we laugh at others people, other people's pain? Yeah, and I tell you what, what people don't realize is the density of the water up there because of the the coldness, the frigidness of the water is you don't actually penetrate there. And um, many of guys who have surfed it from Mike Parsons. Um, to Brock Little and all these big wave chargers, uh, Skin Dog Collins, uh, Anthony Tashnik, all these guys I've spoken to said. So it's very hard to penetrate in that area. So oh, he, got, he got penetrated, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he got disrespected. So, I mean, there's plenty of virgins around that town. <laughs> yeah, in the Half Moon Bay area. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely the wipeout of the century, boys. Um, hey, can I just, before that, could it have been, could he have inflated his vest? Like, on a serious note, could he have inflated his vest? <laughs> 
before he before he fell. I don't know where you're going like, with this, but it's no, before he fell, like because it seemed like he's unless, best. He, unless he had one around his ass. <laughs> you got a colon cleanse all in the same oh, go. Mate, well, was... did he see what was coming when he was at the top of the wave and just think I'm popping this thing? Well, I mean, how are you going to penetrate when you got your best popped? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. He, he was going nowhere but to the hospital. Yeah. Our thoughts, our thoughts are with him. Can we get him on the show? Uh, I'd love, to, yeah, I'd love to. Talk can we to get Garrett him, Shmoo? Because well, we can try. But you know what? That guy surfed every around the entire world, and he surfed every massive wave, not big wave spot, not just a big wave spots, but massive Nazarene. He surfed all of those places, the biggest they can hold, and that guy just knows no limits. Like he's so underrated, and he's so underspoken. Um, although he's done some big things, I know he's done some stuff with Mercedes. Um, Promotions before riding big surf and whatnot. I, I think he's involved in the latest point break too. Yes, he's involved. How in old is he? He's no spring chicken, is he? Uh, he's, he's, he's about 50, your age. <laughs> <laughs> how about Not you, yet, son. How about you, uh, Silky? How was your off season, mate? Mate, great. I, uh, I headed down the south coast for, uh, for the Christmas New Year break. Got a couple of waves down that way and. Uh, I was glad to get back. It was a pretty heavy campaign, not only in the water, but uh, in the drinking and partying stakes. So the South Coast is happy to get rid of it. Too. <laughs> well, you it, lived was, up, it was offshore you, every day. You lived up to the carve-up show name. Absolutely, yeah, mate. Good but, on you. Um, now, other than that, mate, it was, um, it's been uh, good to break. I'm really looking forward to this year. And just to remind our listeners that we're going to have a show every fortnight this year. You, you've asked for it, and we're going to deliver. We, we realise that we're... Our fans out there uh, love what we're, we're producing here. So uh, each fortnight we'll have a, 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 new, a new podcast for you all. Yeah, certainly, boys. And we've got some new uh, social media tags as well. Before we go to uh, our first break and then bring on our first very special guest of the year, um, we're on Twitter now, boys. Uh, so at capital T, the carve up with carve up one. So it's at the carve up with a capital T, C, and U, and then the uh, number one. Follow us on Twitter. Tell us what you think and tell us uh, what you want to hear. Uh, within the show, did you say TCNU? That those look those letters. No, I said TCU one. TCU one. Also, iTunes. You can download our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Stitcher now as well. So for all those uh, with Androids, you're not going to miss out on the carve up. And don't forget, we're on. Um, you can download the podcast and our Facebook page. The keep, carve up. Yep, the carve Surf up show. on Facebook and and at at the carve up on Instagram. So. We are going places uh, socially, boys. Well, we're, we're actually not on Instagram yet, but now that you've said it, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I thought you would have done that. Now, listen, Smee, you've asked us how our off-season was, mate, but is there any news uh, floating around your neck of the woods? How was your off-season, mate? Uh, my off-season was good. I drank maybe a little bit too much, uh, but that's it. That's what you do in the festive season around these parts. Yeah, I do have some good news, guys. Uh, you know, it's it's been no secret that um, I've been out of the commentary, surf commentary game for quite a while, and... And I've uh, been missing it. I haven't got over the fact that uh, I was overlooked by a certain organization, but that's what it is. But I've been lucky enough to um, get some work doing uh, some of the World Qualifying Series events uh, around the country here in Australia. So uh, look for me at the, the Burton Toyota Pro up in Newcastle. And, of course... Uh, Not lunch week- orders or anything, is it? Or No, I'm doing the, ca- <laughs> the catering. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually part of the commentary team, so I'm I'm really excited. So it's it's a huge passion of mine, and I'm I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Work. Shooter, as our first matter of business, now that we've got a, a Twitter handle, well, I'm going to do a hashtag schmoo for WSL. Yes, so that's going like to be it. that's going to be the hashtag 
for the next uh, couple of months till we uh, as we lead into our first WSL event up there at the Gold Coast. Yeah, exciting, boys. So that's uh, my off-season news, uh, everything else as well. But look, we're going to take our first break of the season, and we're going to come back with uh, Surfing New South Wales media manager, uh, Ethan Smith. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the Australian leg of professional surfing. Stay with us here on The Carve Up. And welcome back to The Carve Up. Uh, as I said before, uh, first show of the year, boys. We are back on deck, and we've got so much to talk about. It's all gearing up uh, as the season's just about to begin. Um, the big events, obviously, mid-March, of course, with the WSL up there at Snapper Rocks. There's a lot of little lead-up events, guys, that uh, a lot of pros, both locally and internationally, um, want to dip their big toes in the water, get the rashi on. Um, and it's so good to have um, what I consider the resurgence of uh, you know, the, the former Australian pro local pro surf series um and thanks to surfing new south wales they've got it up and running gentlemen four events over the uh over the next month and on the line with us right now we have our very first guest of the season boys his name is ethan smith he is the media manager for surfing new south wales ethan welcome to the carve up are you ready i am boys good evening (laughs) hello mate so you heard me uh just before we brought you on air, Ethan, talk about I, what I would consider um, the resurgence of uh, of the local pro circuit here for Australia, which really is a foundation builder for a lot of the young pros aspiring to qualify into potential bigger events. Uh, am I correct in saying that? And take us through a little bit about what these four events mean to surfing here in Australia as well as surfing New South Wales. Oh, mate, I think, yeah, I think the need for the New South Wales Pro Surf Series, mate, really derived from the fact that the uh, the junior age drops um, last year. The WSL came out and announced that uh, this oh, last year, 2015, would be the last year that uh, the pro junior age would be for 21 and under. It would now be under 18. So what we found is that there was a bit of a uh, bit of a collective there that weren't able to probably have that seed to get into those higher-ranked events to, that obviously lead to qualification, you know, your 4,000, your 5,000, 6,000, your primes. And I guess that was... And we were seeing a lot of kids who were sort of, you know, at the, at the later end of the junior series, travelling to places like Japan and Europe to compete in one-star events or 1,000 events. And we're like, well, we can actually probably save them a little bit of legwork here and put them in our own backyard, uh, save them some money and, you know, create the same sort of, I guess, competitive platform. Oh, that's that's fantastic! Like I said before, I think it's great for the for the local young Aussies um, with that age gap or the dropping of the age of the junior series, and really not having to spend that kind of money to go to different countries and and try and qualify for the bigger events. So, there's uh, explain to us a little bit about the the four events, where they're at, and how difficult it was. Because we all know, let's not let's not hide around the fact that. You know, money's not easy to come by in pro surfing these days. Take us through um, those few things and, and tell us, uh, you know, how excited Surfing New South Wales is to to have the first event this weekend in Maroubra. Yeah, mate. So basically, I mean, obviously, we approach the state government as a uh, as a non for profit. I mean, a lot of our funding is uh, it comes from the state government through their uh, tourism agency, Destination New South Wales. We approach them with the concept of, I guess, creating this little local leg. And yeah, mate, they were they were around, I guess, driving, I guess, an international surfing contingent towards, uh, you know, rural or coastal New South Wales. Which, and in this case, uh, we've got one in Maroubra, which is, uh, I guess, it's been the uh, upgraded Carve Pro Junior, now known as the Carve Pro. 
Um, then we're uh, going straight into uh, the Tweed Coast Pro, which is an area that we, Surfing New South Wales, hadn't really touched up until maybe 12 months ago, just because I guess it was so far far away. I mean, the logistics of getting up there, look, mate, we're, we're a little bit of a headache, but they've embraced it. They seem happy enough to... Uh, to take it to, to, to have us there, mate, I hope. So, uh, so far, so good. And then after that, we go to Avoca, which, again, it's been 10 years since we used to have the Billabong Protein Series there. Um, and now we're back, and hopefully we can, uh, I guess, embrace, uh, I guess, that little bit of talent pool that's coming through that area at the moment um, because, I mean, Avoca has always been an uh, extremely deep talent pool. And, yeah, we finish up with a series in, uh, in Great Lakes, which I'm, I'm sure anyone who surfs knows that, that joint just um, absolutely pumped. So that was pretty much one of the sole reasons that we're, we're landing there. Awesome, mate. Ethan Shooter, mate. Look, are you uh, hoping to attract some international competitors to this? Like, I know we uh, it's a the, uh, separate QS events, but are we going to like see maybe some uh, some of the uh, CT and QS servers coming over here maybe for a warm-up before the uh, big event starts up at the Gold Coast? Oh, mate, that's that's the – I guess that's the plan. Um, at the moment, uh, we have a couple of uh, CT surfers. I mean, obviously, Stewie Kennedy, who, I mean, yes, he's um, his first reserve on the CT, but I'm going to call him a CT competitor for all intensive purposes of this interview. Um, and then, I guess, we've also got Adrian Bucken, who is competing. As far as international CT guys, we haven't seen a huge amount of them, but, I mean, as far as highest-ranked QS guys go – um, and, you know, those hype machines like Yago Dora, um, you know, you got the guy from uh, from Chile, I think, uh, Guilherme Sat, um, he's coming out for it as well. And, I mean, they're coming from, like, I think they're coming from over 10 countries, basically. It's, it's, I mean, it, it, has, it has passed all expectations. And, Ethan, if you were to win it or make the final, what's, what happens next? Um, if I'm to win the, if I'm to win the, the final of, uh, of one of the events. Yeah. Do, the, do you oh. then go to the six star? Do you qualify to the six star? What's the process involved? Oh, mate, it's basically basically it builds your speeding up, mate, to to be able to even enter the six stars because a lot of the guys straight off the junior series can't get into them, um, which is a bit of a which is a bit of a headache for for the grommets, mate. I mean, as I, as I said before, we'll find they're going all the way over to Japan just to compete yeah. in one stars, and you're like, there's no there's not a whole lot of point doing that when we have the capabilities and the wave quality and you know the potential to be able to host them ourselves. Is there going to be a series winner, or is it? Are they going to be four sort of standalone events? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be crowning a, the New South Wales Pro Surf Series winner. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, they'll. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on with the prize yet, mate. To be brutally honest, we haven't even got that far. <laughs> but um, yeah, we will be crowning an overall champion of uh, someone who has, I guess, accumulated a certain amount of points over the course of those four events, and yeah, seeing what happens there, whether they get a uh, potential wild card into the Oz Open, which is a six star event. Um, is something that we've been throwing around, uh, but nothing has been locked down in cement yet, mate. Well, I'm sure once it kicks off, Ethan, uh, things will open up for the surfers who compete and obviously win those events. That's great. And uh, another good point to point out to our, our listeners is that it's sanctioned by the WSL, yeah. which is which yeah. is huge. Yeah, mate. Well, I mean, obviously, um, being the world uh, professional body for surfing, I mean, you can't run, a, I guess, a, an event of this sort of caliber and, and part of the, I guess, qualifying pathway without them on board. And, I mean, they've embraced it with open arms, mate, if I'm, uh, if I'm just sort of, I guess, use that overused cliche. And, um, and yeah, mate, it's, it's really been a, a bit of a joy, actually. Everything's kind of falling into place. I mean, I, I'm not going to grow my hair back anytime soon from lack of stress, but uh, I'm definitely... Um, well, you had hair. ...definitely been going along swimmingly. Yeah, I did have hair once upon a time, yeah. <laughs> and, mate, who's commentating these events? Because Shamu's sick for it right at the moment. He's just got... His juices are flowing. 
<laughs> in so many different yeah, well, areas. Well, there's, there's every, there's, uh, we do know that Schmooze is going to be on a couple of them. He'll be joining, uh, Luke, but in fact, that is a Luke Kennedy on, uh, on Sunday, actually. I believe, uh, Luke's been on the show before. Yeah, yeah um, he certainly has. We'll expect the numbers to spike on Saturday and Sunday when I'm in, in the bra. <laughs> hey mate, well let's let's change uh change gears a little bit while we got you on the line here. Um we've got to cover a few other events off. Um the Rip Crow Grom search. It's been going great guns for you guys over uh, many many years and and uh just explain in, in in short detail how that's been going and has it unearthed any sort of freakish talents. Mate, I mean every year this this comp has uh again I'm sort of stating it uh, I guess something that a lot of people would know a little bit, um, but it, it, every year the, the level of this event just gets higher and higher. Um, I mean, we we had perfect little three foot wedges at Narrabeen. You say not not your not your stereotypical perfect Narrabeen with perfect little lefts and rights, but just like little wedgy beaches where you know you take off on a one footer and grow into like a little three footer and have cross wedges coming at you left, right, and centre. Um, and the guys were just making the absolute most of it, mate. They were just they were going absolutely mental. As far as new talent, um, I mean, you have those guys like Mikey Madonna who have. It seems like they've been around for a, a, a long time. I mean, it seems like they're like the Australian John John, really. Yeah. Um, they've been around since they were like ten years old. But they're, they're obviously they're they're just coming out and blowing apart. One of the one of the new guns has actually been a guy called Morgan Siblick from Merriweather, um, of course, home to Matt Hoy and Trav Lynch and you know countless other professional Louis Egan, countless other professional surfers over the years. And uh, he is looking like having an extremely bright future. I think that a lot of those guys up there have taken him under their wing. And, I mean, he's hacking exactly like Hoy, but he's also managed to got those fin throws and, and all the new school, new school stuff thrown in the mix as well. Mate, on the girls' side, one that, uh, uh, one that I take a bit of interest in is Kobe Enright. That Can you tell us a little so bit about bad. Her? Oh, I, I, I grew up with the old man. I grew up with the old man. I mean, seriously, Silky. It is listen, 2016. Come on, mate. Oh boy. How's she going? I know she's in the event up there at up there up the, up there at the moment. Yeah, mate. Yeah, she she absolutely smashed it apart today. Actually, yeah, she's one of her hat, her hacks. Are, I mean, it would not be out of place on a on a again not to put a chauvinistic angle on it, but it would not be out of place on a full size man. Like on a on a you know a capable male surfer, it, her hacks are giant, and uh, I mean she pulled them out today. I think she's into the semi-finals tomorrow, off the top of my head. Um, had a pretty good. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm stumped now for who she who she actually surfed against. But uh, I know she came out with the win, and yeah, she'll be going in the semis first thing in the morning. Oh, good on you. Well, uh, Rip Crow Grom Search. I think it's Flano's free reign at uh, grabbing some new talent because uh, it it always seems to unearth the best in Australian sort of grommet junior surfing, if you like. And, and, you know, from what I've seen over the past years, that event series uh, should stick around for a long, long time. So good on Rip Curl. And uh, last but not least, my friend, well, before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about uh, January 23rd and 24th down in Cronulla, down in my neck of the woods, um, the Australian Board Riders Battle Grand Final Series, uh, thanks to Original Source uh, down there in the Shire. Um, buddy... A lot of unknown big teams, big upsets, a lot of the favorites, and not, haven't even qualified. Have you heard? Can you give us an exclusive on who got the four wild card positions? Do we have an exclusive well, there? Mate, I, I don't actually know. I have my, I have my suspicions. I mean, I, I'd hate, I'd, I'd like to think, you know, Snapper's Snap got to get one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just as, as reigning champion, you'd think that, the, you know, that they'll get a bit of a 
well, not a leg up, but I mean, they'll get an in- entry in through that way. I mean, and then, I mean, it's it's really up to anyone. I mean, this year we've seen such underdog teams take it out. Um, I mean, North Shelley and Longreef in, in the New South Wales Central region, then Cabarita and Lee Bar up north, and then down south we saw Jones Beach and um, and Ulladulla make it through. So, I mean, take your pick. I mean, there's a lot of big-name board riders clubs who are, I guess, uh, have kicked a lot of goals over the years in that scene. You know, Merriweather, Narrabeen, um, Oh, God, the list goes on and on and on, you know. Like Allura, for instance. I mean, th- these clubs are all... Vo- Coffs Harbour, they're all vying for a wild card. And I don't actually... I'd hate to be making the decision. And let's face it. Sorry, Shooter, I know you want to ask a question here. But let's face it. Over, like, last weekend in particular, the waves are absolutely pumping. So it's not like yeah. they're surfing one-foot shit beach breaks. Bombo was four to six foot last Saturday for so, that So the quality yeah. of, of clubs oh, that oh. you would think on paper should be there when you look at the, the, the list of names on, on particular teams like Snapper Rocks and, as a such. Um, I mean, these other underdog clubs have just come up and trumped them. Oh, for sure. And that's what I reckon has been the most exciting thing this year. Is that I, I, whether, I mean, I did hear one theory that a few of the clubs had got a little bit complacent and hadn't entered their A-grade teams. And it, it, if anything, these guys that have come through and absolutely flogged them have proved that there's no room for complacency, is that there's underground guys that can trump your, you know, your B-grade guys, or if you want to call them that, or your A-grade guys, just as well. Like, I mean, they, I mean, for instance, I'm in North Shelley, and we spent... Oh, here we go. Here's weeks. a club. Here's a club, yeah. little shameless plug here. <laughs> North Shelley. How'd you guys finish up this year? Are you guys in? Yeah, yeah, we won, <laughs> we won the Central Region, mate. Yeah. Uh, I reckon that was bought and sold by you. <laughs> it could have been, mate. That's what I, was, that's I don't what have I, enough money to pay anyone off, mate. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you, Ethan, talking about the complacency. Was there was there clubs that had some actual big names missing? Mate, I mean, yeah, Calbarra, well, did Owen surf for Calbarra? Oh, I mean, Calbarra was another one, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean they, they just sort of got a little bit, I mean, I don't want to say skunked, but I mean, they they were left with with Conor O'Leary needing a nine point one four, I think, off the top of my head, and he ended up coming out and getting a nine point two, and wow. that was enough to bump Calbara out. So I mean, you're looking at the likes of people like Tyler Wright, Mikey Wright, Owen, or both the Watsons, Jay Quinn, and you know countless other guys down there who who probably aren't well known to you know the the general punter. That uh, maybe might not get a start, you know, depending on the outcome of the wild card thing. Yeah, and I mean Bondi couldn't obviously couldn't pay hey, enough. Hey, oh, Bondi hey, couldn't hey, pay hey, enough hey, to get hey, the big hey, names this year, hey, so hey, they actually hey, dropped it. <laughs> They'll get a wild card, won't they? Checks in the mail. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Every, I, I, I guarantee you guys, there's a lot of clubs right now uh, waiting with bated breath. Um, there's four wild card spots, and um, you know they're going to go to probably some heavy hitters. But uh, I think uh, it's great to see the underdogs prevailing. Ethan, um, we want to thank you so much for your time. You've uh, you've you've done more than enough for uh, the Carve Up Show, and uh, we appreciate it, mate. You've got a, a big season ahead of you. Uh, 2016 is already shaping up to be massive, and we'll see you down there at the Carve Pro Maruba Reach, uh, starting with the the four event series this weekend. We've been a pleasure, boys. Thanks very much. Good on you, Ethan. Thanks, mate. Good on you, mate. Stick around. We'll be back with more of the Carve Up right after this. And welcome back to the Carve Up. Uh, Again, boys, first show of 2016. A little bit rusty, a little bit of... uh, Festive dust still lingering around the studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you will say. Um, boys, while we are on the topic of events, upcoming events, that is, of course, uh, we spoke about uh, the Carve Pro, uh, the first of four event 
the WSL or W or QS 1000s coming up in February, all of February, leading into the Australian Open of Surfing, straight into the first event of the WSL season, uh, Snapper Rocks, Quicksilver Pros, Quicksilver and Roxy Pros, up there at Snapper Rocks, the foundation builder for World Championship World Tour Surfers for Australia is obviously. Board Riders Clubs, boys, um, and the national finals are coming up in Cronulla January 23rd and 24th, Australia Day weekend. That means I take Monday off because I'm sick. Uh, not really. And then, uh, of course, Australia Day falls on a Tuesday. So the, the weekend, Australia Day weekend, we will see 20. Um, right now, we have 16 of Australia's top board riding clubs qualified through their local regional series, and uh, which I believe were seven or eight events throughout uh, a three-month period. Then you get your wild cards, and let me tell you something right now, Bondi, because they're so shit, will not get hey, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they don't have any juniors, so, I mean, they have been buying their uh, their team for the last few years. Obviously, they didn't have enough cash down in the... Uh... Seriously, go see Ginge. Well, mate, obviously... obviously... <laughs> He's retired. We can't find him. He's moved up to Byron, but anyway, listen, what did stop, happen? stop what did happen? Bondi. What did happen? What, this year? Yeah, who we was came, it? We... did they have the same team as last they, year? Because they, they had, had really this, well had last the same year. team. They came fifth. Uh, look, Lara Demelin, who is a local girl, she uh, she beat Tyler Wright in the women's division down there at uh, at Bombo on the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, they just didn't get the uh, the points in the skins and in the teams. That's what brought them undone. Let they me, just let's a... talk about that whole that whole point system to qualify because I'm still very like I've been going there for the last two years um, of the grand final series, and I'm still a bit. You know, uh, perplexed by that's confused for you, yeah. shooter. Well, no, that's a big word. So, so you, so you got the skins division. You might as well say where you pick the the you, most guys pick their number one surfer. I think they surf twice. I, I might be wrong, but this is my rough understanding. Uh, then there's the women, uh, women on women, and they get like that. That's why what times that one start, <laughs> right? The girl on girl, and then there's the the, the tag team event as well. We like that one. Have you got the wrong paperwork? Are you talking <laughs> a surfing event here? I <laughs> am talking a surfing. Event. So I think they're the th- the, th- the different division, and of course the, uh, the there's a masters and a, and one juniors. Right. Well, that's something to look for too. But we'll keep it to surfing. And uh, well, it looks like there's going to be the event's going to be without probably six of the six teams that probably everyone expected to be there. Yeah. You know, on paper, on paper, signs. you know, the snappers, the Coffs Harbour teams and, and the whatnots with the heavy hitters, the guys still on tour, um, not in. They're, they're, they're hanging, like I yep. said before the break. Hanging with, for a wild card. Hanging but, for a wild card. But you know card. what? Like, for example, up the Tweed there, Cabarita, uh, I think they won the, the South Queensland division, uh, Cabarita and Labar. I mean, there's you only got to go and paddle out there. <laughs> the guys rip. I mean... Let's not kid ourselves and think just because they're not surfing for Snapper Rocks or Kira that there's not a there's not good board riders clubs in and around that area. I dare say Byron Bay and you know there'd be other clubs down and around the northern parts of New South Wales who could on their day, uh, you know, turn up and, and win. So in, in all fairness, to like you could go down and surf for the Two Fish One Chips Yuhu Club down in Tasmania and qualify. Exactly. Absolutely. Because that's what people are doing, right? Like surfers are actually being sort of poached by other clubs. Is that Bondi, fair? Yeah. <laughs> Bondi, <coughs> Scarborough. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that fair? I mean, is is well? I mean, let me ask you, Shmoo. You're, you, you're the guy who travels around the uh, in the friendship caravan, going to these surfing events. What's the talk? I know last year, being a, a Bondi surfer and a member of the club, that uh, not a lot of the clubs were, were happy about it, particularly Bronny. No, sorry, Shooter, but. <laughs> 
Look, I, I don't think uh, Bondi is the only club that's doing it. The fact of the matter is that Bondi is a transient area where people well, come to move Well, that sounds like there. an NRL cliche. Well, well, people, I don't think Bondi is the only one doing it. Did you say transit area? Transient. Oh, I thought you said so, transit. So the guys like the Chris Friends and, and the like who, who come and move there and live there and set up there, okay, they didn't grow up in the area, but they're living there now and they're, they're surfing for the board riders. Well, Sally Fitzgibbons rides for the Alley Board Riders down in Cronulla and she's from Jeroa. Yeah. I well, mean, uh, the, the the right surfed for Scarborough last year, and, and they're from, as you said, Calabara. So, look, I think it's just any, the way, is there any the truth, way it's going. Any truth to the rumour that uh, most of the Bondi surfers only met each other for the first time on the beach there at Cronulla last year? No, yeah. they're at the board right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I hadn't met any of them, but anyway. They just hosted a get-together at the Icebergs and Ginch paid <laughs> for it all. They had a two-fish, one-chip, and a yee <laughs> and they jumped on the bus, and <laughs> off they went to Cronulla. Okay. Now, I, I mean, Jeez, you're hobbing into the boys, oh, aren't you? Yeah, of course we are. That's what well, we do here Bronny at the didn't put a, Bronny didn't put a side yeah, in. That's yeah. I'm just disappointed about that. I, I would have thought. Box put his hand up for the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Box. Box would have been on the coach with a hoyer with like, stubby. Remember Queenscliff had that mascot years ago, the Gumby? The Gumby, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been Box. Just sit him up just sit him up on a pole behind the tent there. We love you, Box boy. Where are you? You saving somebody? Uh, no, I think, look, this year strikes me as completely out of the blue that, that uh, you have some underdog club. And I love an underdog. I think, you know, these guys have now, uh, a lot of these clubs um, that we're going to talk to, um, we're actually going to talk to the winner of last weekend's qualifying series event uh, after this next break. We're going to bring him on, Dylan Longbottom, uh, and talk about just how cool it is to uproot uh, a lot of these top clubs and, and you know get the nod and get the Guernsey over at uh, at the national finals coming up in a couple of weekends. And you know what? Like, I mean, it is true. They're all locally grassroots you know, kids. I actually looked on uh, the, the Jones Boardwriters website, you know, and they've been having training programs where they're doing tag team training and that. So they're taking, you know, they're taking the right approach to it. So really looking forward to speaking to Dylan and finding out a little bit more about the Jones Jones Beach Board Riders. Well, having said that, let's go to a short break. We'll come back with Dylan Longbottom of the Jones Board Riders Club who is into the national finals at the Australian Board Rider Battle in uh, a couple of weeks' time. Stay with us here in the Carve Up. And welcome back to the Carve Up. And we've been, uh, well, first show of the year. Boys, a little bit rusty, but we've uh, got through it. And one of our last segments of uh, our first show of 2016, we're going to be talking to one of the underdog clubs in the original source Australian Board Rider Battle final series qualifying club from all the way down south, Shaper Extraordinaire, Dylan Longbottom. Welcome to the Carve Up Show, buddy, for 2016. Yeah, cheers, guys. It's uh, great to have you on, and it's great to also um, announce your club. Uh, would this, would, am I correct in saying this is the first time Jones Beach board riders will be in the grand final? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been a club for uh, together for, I don't know, 30 years now. We've we done good early on in the surf league days, but it's been like 20, 25 years, mate. So um, it's a grassroots club, and it's unreal. We're kind of underdog club now, and it's good to see the boys come through and make it this far, and such a big event. Now, Dylan, last weekend the event was down there at Bombo, I suppose, in your backyard, but I dare say, or I'd assume that the Werry Board Riders, I suppose, are probably the, the big club down that neck of the woods. Is it good to uh, get one over them? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like dragons and sharkies, mate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're really close, and they've done. They've had some really good success in the last few years. Uh, but then the other the other couple of clubs was Colborough. Yep. You know, you got Owen was crook, but um, 
you got the Watson brothers and Tyler Wright and uh, and Mikey Wright and a few other good local underground surfers. And now I thought that were the one to, to beat. Um, and they were ripping and just missed. And the other one was Allura, mate. Well, Allura that, on fire. Uh, look, I, uh, you know, and again, uh, congratulations to you and your club, Dylan. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of the guys in your club are could be tradies, could be lawyers, could be could work at the local paper shop for all we know. But what the, what one thing we do know is that they're very competitive and they love uh, surfing and they're going to be on the biggest stage. Uh, what's the vibe in the club at the moment, knowing that in a couple of weeks time, you guys will be going up against Australia's best board riders and could possibly walk away with the national title? Yeah, the vibe is amazing. Everyone's just buzzing. They're like they're kind of like in shock, mate. They're just kind of going, "Wow, I couldn't believe what happened on last weekend." Especially in good ways um, to beat the caliber surfers, and the surfing was going down, mate. It was amazing. So yeah, everyone's just buzzing. Can't believe it. A small community down there in Kiama, and um, yeah, we just can't wait, you know. And, and you know, like you said. We are bricklayers and plumbers, and you know, just, just, you know, and good surfers and passionate about it, and can't believe what's happening. Yeah, well, Dylan Shooter, mate. Look, um, we were just talking about it earlier about how you know there's been some upsets and there's been some probably teams that a lot of people thought that uh, we're going to make it that haven't. And well, obviously, uh, you guys won't. You obviously won't think it's an upset that you guys made it. But just give us a rundown about some of the some of the surfers in your team that are going to be going to Cronulla. Yeah, yeah, we got Brett Canellan. He's um, a local bred kid, mate, and he's, you know, mid-20s now. But, you know, he, he done the Pro Juniors, does a little QS, but hasn't had any success. But just Ripper, you know, lands air reverses and just, you know, really good surfer. Um, stoked to got my daughter, acts as the female surfer, my daughter Summer, and um, crosses over as a junior too, so... She's only 12, turning 13, and wow, she won, she won a heat down there. Yeah, so I have her. And then we just got some good underground local guys. Um, you know, no name, no names, but they're just legend guys, passionate and just stoked to, you know, give it their best. And, yeah, so we just got a good team of, of good good core crew, you know, of underground service. Well, that's great. I love it, an underdog dealer. Now, you know, you've been there and done that. Your, your name is synonymous with professional surfing and shaping, and you've been around the block in this industry a long, long time, from a competitive level to the industry level. As a parent, though, being able to yeah. watch your daughter go out there and compete against some of the best women surfers at the highest level here in Australia, I mean, how does that make you feel as a dad? Yeah, it makes me feel unreal, you know. We had Tyler right there, like, and, and we were doing up. Me and my brother, Dazza, down there, and going, you can have Tyler and Sally in your heat tomorrow. And she was just, like, the look in her face. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. But to me, as a father, just just tripping, you know. Like, I'm I'm at this uh, National Grom Search at the moment with our own group of surfers, but the, the opportunity to go up against these uh, female surfers, especially the, the girls that we have, in this kind of event is just, yeah, I'm just stoked for her to have that experience and opportunity. How's she handling the pressure, mate? Hey? How's she handling the pressure? I know you're up there at Narrabeen uh, today. How's she handling the pressure of um, of the big stage? Yeah, she she feels it, you know. She definitely feels it. But I just go, you know, just go out there and do it. You know, <laughs> you know, a couple of tin tans and a glass of milk, lose, right? you know. But, yeah, but... You know what it's like. The teams think there is more pressure because they're not just yeah. surfing for themselves. They're surfing for the club. 
the area. They're selling for a lot more than just themselves, you know, so they feel the pressure. And Dylan, what role do you play in imparting some of your knowledge from you know from your years of surfing? Like, I'm sure you'd have a mentor role with the, with these young surfers coming through, mate. Is there anything that you you can share with them from your experience to, that they can take out into the water? Yeah, for sure. You know, like I'm kind of the club mentor. You know, I'm, I'm in there revving everyone up. I'm not a club president. The president's in there, but I'm in there giving my knowledge. Going, and then the waves are like this, and you know, you got to do this and that. And spiritual good, advisor. They, I'm the spiritual advisor, but they kind of great, yeah. Well, <laughs> they listen to me yeah. and uh, just trying to pass on my experience to everyone, you know. Well, there's some great experience in there. And um, look, there are some real quality clubs that have qualified. We were trying to get the exclusive out of Ethan Smith just before we had him on the show. Um, there's four yeah. wild card spots. Obviously, you guys won't need one of them, but uh, you'd hate to no. think that uh, Snapper wouldn't get one and Coffs probably would get one. Um, and on paper, they look really, really solid. So um, how do you think if those big-name clubs, along with the big-name big, big name clubs that have qualified already, uh, how do you think your boys and girl will handle that pressure going into the national finals, knowing that you're going to be in, in front of big crowds? It's TV. going to be on television. It's going to be live on, on, yeah. uh, on, on webcast, and, and they're going to have to go out there and perform. How do you think they're going to handle that pressure? Yeah, I, I think no. It's just it's just going to be like what happened last weekend. I, I think for our club, it was that that's how they felt anyway. Coming against the club, you know, like Kalbara and Wherry and the clubs around the Shire there. Um, so I don't think it's going to be much different. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's kind of like a lot of the grassroots clubs got through. So it's going to be interesting to see who actually gets these wildcard spots. To be honest. Now listen, mate. You um you mentioned uh, that your club was full of uh, no names like Bricky, like Brickies and Labourers. You forgot to uh, mention movie stars, mate. We know you've uh, done a bit of work on the latest Point Break movie, uh, stunt double out there at Chopu. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, that was crazy experience, mate. Yeah, I got the call up to do, uh, be a stuntman uh, for Bodie. You know, Bodie and Johnny Utah. I was Bodie, and <laughs> it was it was awesome, mate. Go Bodie. <laughs> I, I was like Patrick Swayze, mate. You know? and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that that was one of my favorite movies and and then I couldn't believe it, mate. So Well, we'll talk about um, being on a big stage. That's that's the biggest stage of all film. <laughs> oh, it was crazy, mate. I I had cameras, you know, helicopters, drones. I had I never seen Chopu with that many boats and like um just cameras everywhere, mate, and producers and Holly, all the Hollywood crew. Uh the pressure was on, but yeah, I was stoked I didn't get hurt and I nailed the shot for them, and they were, they were over the moon. The actors were there. Did they did they, did they yeah. hang out with you, or uh, you know, were they, were they sort of over there? Were the actors over there? They get you get to hang out with yeah, them a little bit. Yeah, they were there. They yeah, were, right. They were there. They were there in the channel, mate, just tripping out. The producers oh, are there sorry. tripping out, going fuck. You know, <laughs> uh, That's all right. It's the carve up. Uh, you can say whatever you want on this show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, and my daughter was there. Summer, who's with compete she was there in the channel too you know we we led hamilton kids and um yeah it was, it was just such a good experience uh-huh. mate. and also i made all the boards for the movie like brucey owens and laurie everyone's riding my boards for that movie um which was good for me you know like well the, fir- um, the first you know, round- i remember the boards they made in the first point break so for me to make the boards for, for this point break was just 
um, amazing, let alone being the stuntman. You know? well, awesome. Well, sounds like you South Coast boys and girls are doing uh, great things for yourselves, and uh, the first round of beers are on you with all those boards you made because you probably would have charged Hollywood a hope, an arm, and a leg. But uh, good on you, Dylan, for uh, joining us today here on The Carvo. We wish you and the Jones Beach Board Riders all the best at the Australian uh, Board Riders Battle National Grand Finals. I uh, want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Good on you, mate. No worries. Good Thanks, luck, guys. Mate. Thanks for having us. Looking right. forward to it. All right, Dylan. Good on you, buddy. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, see you, guys. And welcome back to the Carver. Boys, well, that's just about going to do it for the first show of 2016. We've, we've what a covered, way to start. I know. What a way to start. We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And it's good to, you know, really concentrate and focus on, on what's going on in our backyard. You know, Rash there's roots, no, w, boys. no WSL up until late February, uh, March. You know, we've got a lot of events coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future. We've got all the WQS events with these uh, local events as well. The Australian Open is surfing. There's so much to look forward to over the next couple of months. Yeah, definitely. Uh, surfing New South Wales and Surfing Australia in particular, boys, uh, big raps to them, you know, Surfing is in full swing as of this weekend, starting at Marubra for the Carve uh, Pro uh, down there, and some international f- talent in the field, and it's just going to get better. Uh, the entries have closed. They're full. Uh, you got the Rip Curl Grum Search Finals tomorrow, boys, and it kicks off into, like you said, so many great events. A lot of the world's best server- surfers will converge on the- in this country in the-, in the coming months, boys. So what a great way to start. Yeah, no worries, Golden Tonsils. Well, I hope that when you uh, get started in your new little uh, commentary or your rejuvenated commentary career, you don't forget us, brother. Nah, I won't forget the little here. people like <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us here on the Carve Up First Show of 2016, and we'll see you uh, in the next couple of weeks. Until then, be nice to your mum. You. You. Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. 